My final night. My final morning. The rain stopped at some point as it got light, and then the wind picked up. There's something to be said for not having to pack a wet tent, but from my little rock seat at Lane Cove, I can see charging white horses in row upon row of waves. Today is a rewind, and it's always curious to me that things are never quite the same on repeat. Distances are fluid, and pace is deceiving, almost always causing me to wonder if I'd walked this way before. Moving backwards, as it were, I notice different things, ones I might have walked right past since they were behind me on my way here. There's that great Rashida Rowe quote where she says, Rewinding time is not possible, but do-overs are. Sometimes we get another chance to do something right the second time that we got wrong the first time. You're listening to The P-Rag, Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. Like the small backpacking essential of the same name, the P-Rag shares the unglamorous but vital truth about empowerment as badass people who really don't need permission to blaze our own trails in this journey we call life. Thanks so much to Lecky Trekking Poles for supporting the P-Rag podcast. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Lecky's should be in your hands. Also, Belega, makers of the best blister-resist, non-slouching, foot-massaging socks for the long haul. Cedar gives way to birch, mud and planks over mud. A pileated woodpecker lets out its hysterical laugh, and as though a punchline, a massive moose, frightened off by little old me, crashes through the undergrowth in a hasty exit deeper into the woods. There's one long boardwalk as I leave Lane Cove above a stream of unknown depth. Some kind soul has left a note inside a plastic bag affixed to a branch with a twist tie, presumably to keep it dry. It says, BEES UNDER BRIDGE in all caps. Underneath, someone adds the comment, NO JOKE! Exclamation point. WEAR, W-H-E-R-E, LONG PANTS. And I wonder if that's a philosophical question. I'm already dressed in long pants and long sleeves, but I shuffle across, reminded of some very good advice I read recently. Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. I hardly see any buzzing about as the wind seems to have kept these bees close to their hive, a hive well hidden below the boards. There's that poem by Emily Dickinson, To make a prairie, it takes a clover in one bee, one clover in a bee, and reverie. The reverie alone will do if bees are few. (laughs) I feel in a reverie as I push up the steep switchbacks. I'm following a black fox who popped out of the brush and onto the trail just above me a few dozen feet, his paws light in the dirt as he trots up. I wonder if he'd agree with me that it's always easier to go up, even if your breathing quickens. You just hurl yourself forward, the chances of slipping practically nil. I was warned about the tricky beaver dam to cross, and it's made obvious by a completely wiped-out boardwalk. 
but a herd trail circles around into the brush towards its muddy wall. Finally, I'm back at the top, and my backtracking is over since I can simply head straight down to Rock Harbor from this junction. But a sign says it's only a third of a mile to Mount Franklin, and it does seem kind of ridiculous to miss looking out one last time towards Canada and the basalt cliffs towering above Gitche Millions of trees stretch out below, the water a bright blue to massive sleeping giant and Thunder Bay beyond. The wind pushes back at me on the boulder I've chosen to stand on, and I realize in that moment that tiny, single-engine plane taking me home this afternoon is going to have a rough time landing in bumpy waves. The descent is easy through forest, though I catch glimpses of myriad islands and long peninsulas, Isle Royale like a huge creature that decided to lay face down in Superior, her backbone and arms exposed. I arrive at the lake described by the couple I met yesterday who were chased by a moose. It's really more of a pond, and no moose are milling about at the moment. When I come to Tobin Harbor, I remember what the ranger warned me about eight days ago, that the Rock Harbor Trail was one of the hardest on the island with over 150 downed trees. At an intersection, there's a sign for Susie's Cave. So I risk it and head on over to Rock Harbor Trail, the worst trail in the park. It's up a little, through a bit of forest, and there it is. Yup, it's a cave, all right. A nice, big, ordinary cave. What's extraordinary, though, is the view. Rock Harbor Trail is right on the water, looking out to small rocky islands covered in spruce and bright orange lichen. Loons bob in the water. Oyster mushrooms and stacks cling to the trees. Did I mishear her? Because this is not a hard trail by any means. I climb over maybe a few downed trees, but the going is good as I pass a cute couple in identical brand new boots sharing their first night out. Soon I come to more shelters, and a young hiker tells me, yep, the planes are delayed, just as I thought. But it does give me a little bit of time to explore. The ranger station is situated in tiny, snug harbor in a beautiful little crescent. Quaint cottages used to line this semicircle, luring repeat visitors for the summer, mostly ones escaping rampant hay fever on the mainland. So many people created memories of boating, swimming, picking berries, and presumably singing around the campfire. They were instrumental in saving this idyllic place as a wilderness. But it is a strange year. The hotel is closed, and the restaurant promising beer, burgers, and bliss is also shuttered. So I have to dig deep and find one more scoop of bouillon to cook for lunch. Just then, the ranger tells a small group that their plane is on the way. Coming from Hancock, Michigan, they fly a Cessna, which can take a few more chances on these waves when landing. From Grand Marais, Minnesota, it's a tiny, single-engine beaver, and there's still no word that one's heading this way. The good news is that one of the guys on his way out hands me two cliff bars he won't be needing anymore. Score! Their plane unloads a group of eager backpackers, clean and fresh with lots of new gear. I get the Leave No Trace lecture again happening right next to me, 
and afterwards I offer my advice on the best campsite since not only did I snag the best, but I also checked out the rest. As they leave on their hikes, the ranger comes towards me and gives me the good news to head on back to Tobin Harbor. Your plane is on the way. The plane pitches a little and bucks as we lift off, and I just breathe deeply, trusting the pilot wants to get home as much as I do. But it's beautiful, a long, humpy mass of green rising from the vast blue. All of its intricacies of bays and coves, exposed balds and sharp ridges on full display. What happened on this mini through hike? Well, I fell on day one, but I didn't hurt myself enough to have to stop. Still, I took it pretty easy, and I was in camp by noon each day. I had clear days warm enough to swim and thunderstorms that had me scurrying into blessed shelters. I saw moose close up, wolf tracks, beavers work, black sox foxes, families of mergansers, and two fat otters. Singing to me in their own language were loons, a barred owl, pileated woodpeckers, sandhill cranes, swans, chickadees, and a hawk, inviting me to share in this grand wilderness they call home. I broke bread with trail angels and learned how to listen to my body and my intuition. I ate handful after handful of berries, blue, thimble, and rasp, and saw sunrises and sunsets to take my breath away. On top of the ridge, the views were obscured, but I saw millions of spider webs suspended in the gloom, tiny dew droplets catching the morning light. In the green tunnel of forest, a plethora of mushrooms, fungus, and lichen decorated my path, oftentimes a path over one thin plank where I managed to remain upright. But maybe most important, after nearly nine months off from backpacking, I was reminded why I love this activity more than any other. I feel most alive when walking a through hike, carrying all I need in my pack and managing the elements. And that's quite possibly because it's while backpacking that I come the closest to living fully in the moment. It's when I feel as though I'm talking to God, or the goddess as I call her, and in the words of John Denver, listening to her casual reply. And she tells me, just let things go, allow things to happen, pay attention, and discover the beauty around you and the wonder in all things. And if I listen carefully, she adds a caveat. The wonder in all things, and that includes rain and leeches. <laughs> Lucky Trekking Pool supports the P-Rag podcast. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Lucky's should be in your hands. Also, Belega, the best blister-resist, non-slouching, foot-massaging socks for the long haul. And I appreciate all the comments you've left at Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. You can always find out more about my hikes around the world, and you can contact me directly, too, at blissfulhiker.com. At this very moment, I'm hiking the Kekakabic Trail. It's a short section of the North Country Trail in northern Minnesota. I'll be back next week with stories to share about that adventure. And until then, my friends, happy trails. <laughs>